0: And on this episode of Miami Miked Up, I am welcomed by a guy who was one of the top prospects in the organization and now here at the big show, J.J. Blade joins me today. J.J., how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me here.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Thank you for, uh, for joining me. Before we get into any of the baseball, first question for you. What is something outside of work, off the baseball field, that has recently brought you joy?
1: Ooh, uh, I'd say fishing. You know, um, fishing's always been one of those things that's just been a good escape from baseball and sports in general, and just kind of a good getaway.
0: You're from Pennsylvania, so did you guys have like lake fishing up there? What was what was, uh, what was we, the deal there when you were? A kid? We did
1: have lake fishing, but it was more like streams and uh, creeks. You know, um, more trout fishing.
0: You do a lot of that growing up with the I, family? I did, yeah. Well, more just on my own and my friends. So, yeah. That's that. yeah. It reminds me of, um, I don't know how much you watched the movie Little Big League as as a kid. It was the one where uh, the kid, his grandfather was the owner of the twins. He passes away, leaves him the team, and he's like a 12-year-old. And so yeah. he's the manager. And there's a, a classic scene in there where it's him and his friends just fishing at a creek and yeah. deciding what to do with the starting rotation. They're 12 <laughs> years old. So it, it's a fun yeah. one. Um, but all right, so been a whirlwind mm-hmm. since you you've come up. I imagine it's been about five weeks now of being at the major league level. So if you could use one word to describe what your first five weeks have been like at the major league level, what would that be and why?
1: Ooh, one word to describe the past five weeks? Yeah. Uh,
0: geez, I have to say busy. <laughs> I mean, that's been the main thing, you know, busy. What What's been so busy about it? Is that sort of just you know trying to catch up to speed being at the major league level or is that hey i've been thrust into playing just about every single day
1: you know it's just the schedule's a little different you're playing every day you don't have that monday off like you would in triple uh, a or just the minors in general uh and then you'll have you know you'll have two to three games at 6 40 and then that next th- the next game at like one or 12 o'clock um earlier in the day so it's you know that, that sleep schedule it's it's getting sleep when you can, and um, again, you're just you're working, you're up in your work level. So, you know, guys are getting here early, and you want to get here as as early, if not earlier, than they are. To right. kind of, to get what you need done and to, um, you know, to prove that you're that you're that you belong here and that, that you're going to you're willing to
0: put the work in and and uh, get prepared every day. Well, proof for the folks, it, it may just be because we're having this conversation. But J.J. was indeed uh, one of the very first faces I saw walk in today. I was here earlier <laughs> than just about everybody. He's showing up early. He's doing the thing. Um, You seem to have a very cerebral approach mm-hmm. to sort of everything that you do on the ball field, whether it's in the outfield. But specifically, I really enjoy watching that approach in the batter's box. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's always been the case? Is that something that you work on specifically to keep yourself calm? Is there meditation that goes into that? What is it that, that keeps you so calm in the box in your approach, sort of regardless of if you're really hot or if you're struggling?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean... It really just comes down to kind of trusting that breath i mean it's 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 subtle meditation i know sometimes i will you know just kind of um you know go in the sauna or or just get in a quiet room and just kind of focusing on the breathing trying to stay in the moment Mm. and just getting in that compete mode i mean again guys get paid up here on the mound so uh, you know you know they're they're good too and they're trying to get you out right so uh it's really just trying to trust in that moment and trust in that compete mode like hey you know um they're trying to get me out and i gotta do my best to to fight every single pitch and be ready every single pitch so it's trying to trying to trust that process and stay in that routine pitch to pitch and try to try to win each one because you know you're not always going to get on base you're not always going to get a hit every single time and with the big league defense here you know you can hit a ball hard right at someone but to me that's a that's a that's a good uh it's a good outcome you know at least you put the put the put the bat on the ball had a good had a good swing and you know you're one for one in my book so it's it's just kind of getting to that getting to that process getting in the moment and trusting that breath and and a, again trying to stay relaxed
0: as possible and and just competing i've said it on this podcast a thousand times everybody's heard it a thousand times but you fail 70 percent of the time you're a hall of famer exactly. right so being in that mode of knowing hey I'm going about the process the right way. And if you do, at least that puts you in a position where you can remain calm and know, I'm gonna take one battle at a time. And exactly. that, that part is so weird about baseball, right? This marathon of 162 games, mm-hmm. and yet every day, you're going through three or four different wars just in your at-bat Exactly. Of, these are these individual battles in you know the big grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you came into professional baseball at a pretty strange time, right? Mm-hmm. You're part of the 2019 draft. You get some games in the minor leagues, and then 2020 is completely wiped away. Yeah. Um, and then you come back, 2021, now you're here, it's 2022. I have to imagine that's been the strangest experience. And, you know, I, I've noticed it there's a bunch of guys in town who were the picks at that time, right? Mm-hmm. It was Tyler Hero who was thrust into like, all right, you're gonna play a million games and then you're gonna get six weeks off, and then you're gonna come back and play a million games. And so yes. for him, he struggled a bit, uh-huh. right? You had Tua who didn't get training camp, same sort of deal, mm-hmm. right? For you, how did not having a minor league season in twenty twenty affect you? And and do you think that it was something that, you know, changed your path, changed your approach, changed anything, or was it just sort of like a hey, I'm champing at the bit to get back here?
1: I mean, it was tough. It wasn't just tough for me. It was tough for a lot of guys. Just position players in general, even in the major leagues, I mean, having that having that season taken away from you, especially when I would have been twenty two years old. Right. I mean, that's just that's a valuable year and a valuable age to get to get some developing in. And and again, like you could be doing, you could be struggling, you could be doing really good. It could be anything in between, but you're getting reps at a young age and you're able to kind of just see how pro baseball works because, again, right. I didn't get my first professional season until last year, and this is only my second full season. So that's just a, that's just a year of development at a, at a young age that I could have used and other people could have used to
0: kind of find out who they are a little bit sooner. How much did you and the other guys get to sort of – Not necessarily get together, because obviously, I mean, man, 2020 beyond just like the rules against it. Mm -hmm. It was just also, hey, we're probably not all getting around each other at the time. So how much were you guys at least communicating about, man, in this sort of unprecedented scenario, this, this and this is what we can do to get better here? Was it talking to coaches, other players? I was fortunate enough to, there was only a handful of us, but I was fortunate enough
1: to go to the alternate site in 2020 at the Jupiter Spring Training Complex, and we did we did some uh, sim- simulated games. So like like if San- like Sandy got COVID or like it was down for like a week or two. So I was able to face Sandy for a couple Huge. innings or two, or just or just at least see some type of pitching and some type of elite talent mm-hmm. to at least kind of have some you know at bats in a uh, in that weird time. Right. But again, it got it, it would be monotonous days because. Oh, it's facing you're facing the same guys over yeah, and over you're again, right? Yeah, are facing the same guys over and over again, and you know, I say Sandy because we only we only saw Sandy one time, but that was the was, best time we saw.
0: Sixto and Edward, Sixto Edward, guys, Braxton, right? yeah.
1: um, you know, some guys that were here at the time, and it was good, you know. And but to be honest with you, I was playing more golf than baseball, just huh. because, <laughs> right? Just because these guys only had a scheduled amount of innings, and if we weren't playing a game, we were just hitting in the cage, and you know, it's just, you know, it's just practice, and like. Again, like practice and all that's great, but you're only going to develop when you're actually playing on a day-to-day basis, and what that was—that's what was taken away from us.
0: Right. That that day-to-day grind, and you talk about it now, right? You're sitting here going, "Hey, one of the things that's really been crazy about the last few weeks is just adjusting to every single day baseball, and exactly. as someone only in your second full professional season, mm-hmm. I mean, it really is a bit of a whirlwind, but. You came from a college with, with a ton of prestige, right? Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt baseball. That's like, I talk about it like it's Alabama football, right? Yeah. It's the same sort of deal in producing all these pros. You know, I will say, got to have the upper hand off a, uh, a veteran last night in David Price, uh, <laughs> you know, where you get to take advantage of, of a Vandy boy. Yeah. Um, but being, you know, the quote-unquote Vandy boy, what... What is something maybe unique about how that was able to prepare you beyond just like, hey, we had really tough competition in the SEC Mm -hmm. and a bunch of good players around us? How did that prepare you to head to professional baseball in a unique way?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, It was, one, it was the competition within the team itself. I think that's what prepared me is going out there, paying your rent every day, and trying to earn a spot in that lineup. So, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be with a good group of veteran guys or just good group of upperclassmen when i got there yeah um, guys like jaron kendall will toffee kyle wright um colin snyder uh murphy you know just just guys who understood what it meant to be a, um, a vandy baseball player um, the amount of hard work that we would put in compared to other teams every single day and not just on the field i'm talking like in the gym i'm talking conditioning kind of breaking you down mentally to get in those uncomfortable zones uncomfortable mm-hmm. zones to where you're in a game in a situation that you're like whoa like i've never been in here before but i've trained this before and i've been i'm able to slow the heart rate down and kind of get into that moment and um you know you, you you've just been prepared and that's what that's what Coach Corbin and the staff do so well as they put you in these situations before you're able to get to them.
0: It's all about mentally preparing. Exactly, that, that part of it is is again in baseball more so than than so many sports. Mm-hmm. It's about being mentally prepared for whatever's going to come next.
1: And the camaraderie is just on another level. Obviously, college baseball is different than professional baseball. I get that, but you're going through these tough times together. You know, you might you might be doing something that's going to suck, and you know it's <laughs> going to suck,
0: but it's going to make you a better individual and you're going to be growing because of it and knowing that that's the case right when you're at vanderbilt there's no question you see the track record uh-huh. these are all the guys they're producing so that has to obviously like be able to put you in a mindset of okay they know what they're doing even if i'm you know struggling through whatever mm-hmm. this drill is or this conditioning or you guys know. have done it before me you right. know guys like david price who's mm-hmm. laid that groundwork and that
1: foundation mm-hmm. for more guys to go there and to keep building that program and building and building
0: um you know he's one of the guys that started it right yeah I mean he's he's one of the first ones I remember at least but also we're, we're pretty similar age so it's yeah. probably just you know that it's as early as I'm remembering major league baseball but uh what's been maybe one thing that's been like the toughest adjustment of coming to the major leagues fr- from a from a baseball perspective mm-hmm. and something that's maybe been you've looked around and gone hey you know what Th- this is maybe easier than I thought it was going to be I-, I thought this part of it would be more difficult I'd say the uh, the
1: schedule is a little bit more um, more upbeat than I thought. You know, again, everyone's dealing with it. You got to get sleep when you can. Yeah. Uh, you got to take care of yourself. You got to stay on top. Be disciplined. Um, and then the thing that I kind of um, you know realized that I was getting into is just the work. The work. You know, you still got to be keeping that work. You can't even if people think it's eyewash and and people are like, oh man, he's doing this and that. You still got to be able to do that and you still got to be trusting your routine and whether it's going out early on the field and taking ground ball work or just just doing things people normally wouldn't be doing. You got to right. you got to stay on top of that and that to me has been the same the same, you know, and the minors you, you still got to put that work in. Right. So
0: still being in that same sort of mode of this is this is work. This is a job. Yeah, I'm here to improve every single day. Exactly. Um, that being said with with the team individually you and Peyton and some of these other guys came up at what was really an interesting time right because let's be real it was a bit of a tailspin about the month before for Mm -hmm. this team before you guys got here that sort of brought this team out of playoff contention and so in turn you guys were coming up to a different scenario than one maybe you thought like all right when we get the call up it's going to be to contribute to a team that might be trying to make a playoff run right so Mm -hmm. Have there been conversations between you and Peyton and and Gerard and some of these younger guys about that? Have there been veterans who have approached you guys to say, "Hey, you know, here's the way to sort of keep yourself up on this schedule every single day as you know this team is competing, but mm-hmm. but not necessarily competing for a playoff spot? Mm-hmm. How do you keep yourself engaged?"
1: Yeah, it it just comes down. I mean, like I remember talking to Brian and and Joey, and it's like, don't don't put pressure on yourself. To, to feel like you got to do something and help this team to 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 just go out and win the game on your on your own every single night because that's not going to happen yeah. and I think uh, that's a good way of putting it and that kind of takes some pressure off yourself to go perform and like think you got to go hit three homers every night or just just do something to to win the game when when in reality it's just go out there and do your job to the best of your ability and kind of let the results dictate themselves because if you're putting that pressure on yourself and you think you can you can do that it's just it's not going to go your way and, and it's it's, it's going to be harder than what it seems cuz you know they they the veteran guys let you know like this game's tough it's hard to have consistency and uh on a, on a daily basis and in a, and a, and a career basis so right. um that's been that's been the learning process for sure
0: and from a pitcher side I, I was talking to jesus on our, our one of our last episodes our uh-huh. most recent marlins episode and you know for him he was brought up right in the middle of a, a playoff race with mm-hmm. oakland and so yeah. we were talking a little bit about how how different that was than mm-hmm. being able to come up and just have to know mm-hmm. i don't have to be the guy every single night like what you're talking about here exactly um, but the moments that you've had early in the season that involved your family have been mm-hmm. pretty wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. You got to make yeah. a debut in front of some family. You got to have uh, the moment in Philly with the homer where <laughs> a, a buddy's paying money to get the home run ball back. When I talk about those two moments in particular, not necessarily which stands out more, but as now it's been a month since the debut, it's been a month where you can look back and go, man, can't believe this happened or that happened what stands out to you about those early stages of your career and being around your family for those moments
1: just like wow like I'm actually in the big leagues and they're they're watching me play so that I think that was the biggest whirlwind thing was kind of having that the the what is it just that whole feeling settle in, you know, Uh you're like, you like, you don't realize you're up, up here and and playing until like, you're like, wow, like (laughs) I'm in the field and like, you know, I'm facing all these players that, you know, I was watching on TV not too long ago. And, um, now it's like this, this is, this counts, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is like, this is the real deal and, uh, you can't go higher than this. So (laughs) I think it was just kind of having that settle in and, and having them be there, and and um, you know, it, it definitely took like a week or two to kind of like have it settle in, and then you know, everyone kind of stops bugging you, and you're <laughs> able to, you're able to like actually like focus in and and do stuff. And um, but just just being able to share that, like being able to debut in, debut in pittsburgh and then you know have my girlfriend's family show up in, in philly that was awesome yeah it's just um it's just a whirlwind of events and you're just like blessed like you just you just can't think of any other words besides just being blessed and
0: being able to do what you love they a conversation from either one of those days that stands out to you whether with parents with with your girlfriend just like kind of a not i'll, I'll bleep it out a holy moment of just like oh my god i can't believe that this is all happening right now i think it was when i
1: when we were flying into pittsburgh and I, you know i'm from pennsylvania like i grew up in pa and just kind of flying in and seeing pnc park and like wow like man this this it's real you know yeah. like holy crap you know this this uh, this is actually happening and then and then like just just being able to see my family and friends warming up and seeing them crying and just like it's just like it's just a very emotional I very got emotional right now as exactly. we It's a very emotional moment and uh but like I said, you're just blessed and you just gotta take advantage of the opportunity.
0: It's special to be in that scenario. Obviously, you just mentioned Pittsburgh specifically, thinking of that team. I don't know if this is the case. Was your favorite player growing up a pirate? Is there somebody else that stands out as your favorite player or some guy you kind of modeled yourself after?
1: Yeah, there was a few players on the pirates. Like I didn't really have a favorite player, but you know, like I would always watch guys like Neil Walker, Pokey mm. Reese. Like Neil oh, Neil's a home. Reese. Yeah, Neil Walker's like a hometown guy. He went to um, shoot, where did he go to school? Can't think of it. Pine Richland. He mm. went to Pine Richland. He's like a Pittsburgh hero. Yeah. So and then he played for the Marlins. Yeah. I was able to play with him when he was doing a rehab stint.
0: How cool is that? That uh, must have been surreal. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. It was cool to talk to him and just kinda of pick his brain and um, you know, just kinda of have that relation of, hey, you know, you're both Pennsylvania guys and, you know, I watched him growing up. But my main dude and like the guy I love to watch and still watch to this day is Ken Griffey Jr. I just I loved his swing, loved the way he played, competed, and um, it was just, you know, he was just so natural and just, just a sweet swing and, and, and just, he did it right.
0: Yeah, based off the the time you're born, it makes sense that Ken Griffey Jr. would have been that guy from yeah. a real young age. Of like, very oh, young age. I mean, yeah, I, I from didn't the get witness beginning. Prime, like, you know, like all of Ken Griffey. You got more of the Reds era than you got yeah, of the Mariners exactly. era, but you still got to see Ken Griffey Jr. percent You know, like that's the guy. For me, I mean, for me it was it was Maguire and Sosa when I'm three yeah. years old and ninety-eight making yeah. me fall in love with it, yeah. right? So I, I can I can relate to that group. I believe mm-hmm. I might have seen Griffey on the Reds for like my fifth birthday or yeah. something like yeah. that, right? So same sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um for you, what are some short term goals for maybe the rest of this season mm-hmm. and then some long term goals for your career?
1: Yeah, short term goals. Um kind of trying to shorten up my swing right now. And uh we're at like just just getting direct it's going directly to the baseball because guys guys are throwing so hard up here and have you know elite spin rate and have all these unique things that allow them to be up here and get guys out so it's it's uh, shortening up the swing being on time um, another thing would be taking better routes um, in the outfield just trying to get a better jump on the ball in sure uh, trying to dominate that being able to get that good um, that good first step. Uh, off season wise, I want to get I want to get bigger, I want to get faster, I want to get stronger. All three of those, clean up, make sure I clean up the diet completely um, to start the off season, and then um, you know to kind of just go hard in the weight room. And I'd like to get I'd like to get on a throwing program, get my arm stronger. And then, um, just I'm just going to get after it in the cage this offseason, and and really hone in on my swing. Really try to shorten everything up. um, Just make it as consistent and as repeatable as possible.
0: I mean, it sounds like you got a a good plan in place Mm -hmm. to be able to continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. and like you said, sort of coming up into a whirlwind of this season, there's some things you mentioned, like a diet, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, day one of the offseason is a time to start really tweaking with those sorts of things. You're here now, so mm-hmm. be in the position where, all right, I'm going to work forward as, as much as I can. That, exactly. That's, that's cool to hear. Um, just a few more questions for you, and then yeah. we'll wrap up. Um, the pitchers on this team, obviously, kind of across the board, have Insane. been great. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about, I just mentioned Jesus before, Eddie's been great, Pablo, obviously, was killing it for the first half of the year, has been really great as well. And mm-hmm. all these guys, Brax, everyone's been great. And then there's Sandy, yeah. who has been on another plane from everyone oh, yeah. in baseball. Mm-hmm. What has it been like to sort of watch him, an old school guy, like the guys that you know we grew up watching. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you watched a ton of Carpenter and Wainwright if yep. you were watching the, the Pirates, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How, how fun has that been to sort of witness it? And what do you think is unique about Sandy Alcantara?
1: What's unique is, you know, he's six six, he's lean as heck, and he can, and his grip strength's unbelievable, and he can throw a baseball 100 miles an hour after 100 pitches. That's, what <laughs> right, it that's what's unique about Sandy. That's what's <laughs> unique. So that's he's fair. just an absolute horse on the mound. I mean, uh-huh. like, it's just like fun to watch. Like, I, I can't put it into really words or anything, but it's just like. The amount of work this guy puts in, it's not like he just shows up and he does it. No, this dude's getting after it in the weight room every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking his, he's visualizing his bullpens, how what he's going to do to these lineups and like how he's going to attack these guys. Um, and it's just like the amount of work and the amount of detail and the amount of focus this guy has is on another level. And he deserves everything he's um, hes
0: getting right now. Absolutely. Do you get to follow that as as a hitter? Like how much can can pitchers be leaders toward, you know, a lineup? right like how how much can you follow that or is a starting pitcher who's only throwing every fifth day so, sort of like how we see offense and defense separate in in football for example uh how much are you able to, to follow his example right because you're just a, his work just yeah. his work i mean like
1: he's a leader by the way he just goes about his business you know he, he's not a vocal guy and and to me i just respect the way he works and like how he does and it's like if he's doing that i better be doing that because you know like he, the results speak for themselves and the amount the amount of stuff he does to, to, to be out there every fifth day and to, to just ap- absolutely go out and focus every single pitch and want the ball in the ninth inning, you know, and not have Donnie take it out or whoever take it out of his hand. Like, he's he's just convicted with the, whatever he does, and I think that's been the coolest thing to watch as a young player because right now we're witnessing history, and uh, if he keeps us going, I mean, he's going to be very special and remembered for a long time.
0: Glad I rephrased because that's a good yeah. answer. Uh <laughs> So most people have sources that actually give them, like, baseball information. Mm -hmm. My sources have told me you play the piano. (laughs) Yeah. How long have you been playing the piano? Is that one of your other side hobbies that you enjoy? Mm -hmm. How good do you think you are at the piano? Like... Let's hear. Let's hear about your musical experience.
1: Yeah, I I took lessons at a young age, and I got to like I think second or third grade, and I hated it. I'm like, I can't. I can't sit here and listen to someone like and and
0: like I just classical music,
1: like all that type of stuff. Well, this was just like basic lessons, like just basic beginning stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm done with this. So like, (laughs) I I stopped and uh, picked up guitar for a little bit. Oh, sweet! And I like guitar. I heard Eddie Van Halen play like. And I'm like, man, I want to play the guitar like Eddie yeah. Van Halen, and I got into that for a few years, but then like guitar just kind of got old. And you know, I'm okay at guitar, but I'm, I'm better, I'm better at piano. Okay. And there's there's a lot of similarities in terms of like the notes and whatnot. But I just like I heard a song, it was Piano Sonata Number no. 16 by Mozart, and it was a classical tune. And I'm like, wow, like this is just like on another level, like cool. But like I feel like I can play it, so I just went on YouTube, googled it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy like a hundred dollar keyboard off Amazon Prime and, and teach myself again. This is and amazing. I'm just like, might as well do it. I just with some like reason,
0: twenty pandemic times. Was no, this, this was
1: um, this was like June sophomore, junior year of high school. Oh, I got okay. back into cool, it. Cool, you cool. know, I'm like, I'm like, for some reason, I just want to learn how to play again and. Yeah. And I devoted some time to it and uh, got pretty good at it. You know, I'm still not you know anything insane, but I, I consider myself above average at Sweet. piano. Like I know some good tunes and um, just kind of do it in the off season. It's a good, it's a good escape, and it's just uh, it's a good hobby to have.
0: We're gonna have to get a uh, like a Marlins family band together. Or something yeah. with everybody who can yeah. play instruments. I'll, I got a little, a little bit of keyboard stuff going on as yeah. well. so maybe there we can uh,
1: we can get it. Going. When I was when I was in Oakland, uh, we were staying in San Fran and um there was a piano like off to the side in the lobby and i would go down there before God. before the bus uh, like a 45 to a half hour and just just play. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: And what a great way, like we talk about meditative, like yeah. there's nothing more than just getting to sit down at a, a keyboard or a mm-hmm. piano or with a guitar or whatever and just yeah. play for a little while. It's a good to it's, skill to have too, yeah. you know, it's, it's, awesome. always, oh. it's always fun. Fun party trick as well. Exactly. To so be able to sit down, oh yeah. hey,
1: yeah, I got a keyboard, we can, we can get <laughs> up. Um, all
0: yeah. right, so finally, a, a game for you that we call Home Run or Strike Out. Mm-hmm. The game is pretty simple. If you agree, Home Run. If you disagree, it's a strike out. Gotcha. So, pineapple goes on pizza never tried it never tried it uh, no, no, i know i know i want to try it but right now i'll put it as a strikeout okay possible home run though I, i'm telling you it, it's good i've heard I'm, it's really it's good it's kind of crazy i know some people really don't like that take i really like it i'm, I'm a really foodie like it. so i'm willing to try it but okay. i need, oh, you're I need foodie. to do it yeah. okay so what what's the weirdest food uh, I just sidetracked sort of but what's the weirdest food that you would say you've had that you really enjoy
1: snails escargot
0: love it yeah it's love pretty it. good okay it's cool. garlicky it's good uh here's a simple statement Aliens exist. Home Run or Strikeout? Strikeout. All right. Yeah. We we need some proof. Uh, (laughs) I enjoy workplace comedies like The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Home Run. Home Run. Big fan. Big
1: fan of The Office. All those
0: The Office specifically, is that your favorite? Favorite show of all time. Oh, favorite show of all time. Do you have a favorite character? Um... I'd say Dwight, Dwight, <laughs> yeah. Dwight or Jim. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. amazing. My uh, my cat's name is Moe's. Really? So <laughs> yeah, literally, it's it's same sort of deal. Uh, movie comedies are better than movie dramas. Strike out, strike out. Okay, so what's yeah. your favorite movie? Um.
1: I'd say more like thriller drama. Sure,
0: uh, Shutter Island. Oh, Shutter Island, killer. Yeah, it's killer a good movie. I, weirdly enough saw that in a 10th grade psychology class yeah. and it was like we were sitting I was like, "What in the world are we watching right now?" Really I like I like movie. good movies, like good films. So, so you can always watch DiCaprio, comedy. That, yeah, like I want I want a good good entertainment digest if you're going to invest yeah. in a couple of exactly. hours. It's like it's got to be worth yeah, it's it. It's got to okay? be something good. And the final one, uh college football is better than the NFL. I'm gonna go strike out. Okay. Yeah. You're an NFL Late, guy. Lately,
1: I've been liking the NFL more than you the a college. You fantasy football guy. Uh, this is gonna be my second year doing. It. Last year, I was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I was like 0 and 20 or whatever. Oh no! I just like really that bad. It was like yeah, it's, but uh, it's the daily management of it. Yeah, like I just didn't know what to do. Right. And uh, uh, but this year, I think I, I
0: have a better idea. So All I'm right. gonna get into it a little better. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna offer free fantasy advice on this show, but if you need it. You know, feel free to let me know. I'm not. If I'm not trying to paint myself as a master. If
1: you're in, but eight, I'm not terrible. If you're in an
0: eight to ten spot, okay. What would you take first round? Eight to ten. Oh, eight to ten. You're in a just normal standard like normal one quarterback standard. PPR. Yeah, just Point, like yeah. like who who? I would say I would say if you're in that spot, right? You got four or five running backs right now mm-hmm. who are the top tier guys, right? Mm-hmm. Who are uh, McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, Najee Harris. After that, you got a bit of a drop-off. Then you got top-tier receivers, Cooper Mm -hmm. Cup, Justin Jefferson. Could argue Jamar Chase is there as well. Mm -hmm. So for you, first, hope one of those guys falls to you of that group. But if not, I would always try to guarantee myself at the back end of the first round the strongest running back I can. You go and running then, back or and the, wide receiver, right? And yeah. then, the, and then the position that you're in, I'd come back around on that next pick and take whatever's the best wide receiver available. Always wait on quarterback. That's yeah. the best so advice I that that can give you. Like, Don't later. Yeah, take that quarterback. Get yourself a, a not middle of the road, but you can probably get jalen hurts mm-hmm. or brady or rogers for yeah. value where other guys are taking josh allen and justin herbert and pretty high call it a day i know this hey you know what free fantasy advice on this show i need it man i'm i'm, I'm a beginner so <laughs> <laughs> i like it well jj Bladé, uh, a beginner there i guess a beginner sort of at the major league level at this mm-hmm. point um but enjoying watching you play thank you for taking the time for this conversation yeah thanks and uh, for have having a great me, rest man. of the year man yeah thank you Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami mic Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.